Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Earlier this month, a little park in Wellston received a very big honor. Four-year-old Trojan Park was given the Urban Land Institute's Urban Open Space Award. It was one of just two winners. The other is in Brooklyn, New York. And the award recognizes, quote, vibrant public open spaces that have been instrumental in promoting healthy, sustainable, and equitable outcomes in communities. But you don't have to take the Urban Land Institute's word for just how good this park is. Our producer, Lara Hamden, paid a visit to Trojan Park. And she found plenty of people in the Wellston community happily singing its praises. Hi, my name is Beth, and one thing I like about the park is the swings. Because when you go on the swing, I just like the wind going through my hair and body, and it just makes me feel good about myself. I'm nine, and my name is Mike. I walk from home, and, and then and then I came to my auntie's house, and then we pack, and then we come here. And what do you like most about the park? Hmm. Is that is, it has good exercises, and there's a big swing and a big slide. What's your favorite uh, place to play here on the playground? Swings and the obstacle course and the other one and the other one and the other one and the other one and the other one. All of them. Do you? Is this your favorite park or are there other parks that you like going to? Um, I, I love, I have three parks close to me. And is this your favorite one? Yeah. Hi, my name is Brianna. Um, I'm a resident of this community park. And to you, what sort of sticks out to you um, in comparison to other parks maybe that you've been to? Um, well, it's like a park, it, like, it made a difference to the community nearby and everything. It's a very nice park where you can come relax and bring your kids and have fun. My daughter, she likes playing on everything, the slide, the swings, you know, everything. My son, he just likes, you know, playing on the slide. He ain't old enough yet. And does it get too busy, or would you like to see more people here? Um, it gets busy, but even though it it gets, like, real busy, it's still, you know, a place where people come and, you know, they leave all the drama and everything aside, and you can come and be able to, like, actually have fun without any problems. Is there anything you feel like it's missing? Um, no. No, not really. It has everything. No, I just like that it stays clean and, you know, safe and everything. So a park that's actually nice where you could come bring your kids. I'm 13 and I'm and I'm seven. Okay. Do you come to this park a lot? Yes. What do you love about it? Because it's always being fun when 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 my mom and me go to the park with my brother and my and my cousins. What do you like about parks? What kind of stuff do you like to do at a park? I like to go swings and go to the slide. Uh, Lily, and I stay around here. What sticks out to you about this park? Uh, it's not crowded like fairgrounds or, you know, the other parks. And uh, it's not a lot of, you know, drama up here. So it's quiet and nice like a regular park. How often do you come out here? <clears throat> a couple times a week. Does it get busy or would you like to see more people here? I'm cool with how it is now, yeah. 
I mean, there's kids and people exercising and playing ball and stuff, but it's still not a lot of, you know, stuff to where people going to break out fighting or shooting that I've seen. And what's your ideal park day? Like today. Yeah. Nice, nice day, breezy. Good company, I guess, you know. My name is Donnell. I'm not a resident of this area, but I come by here quite often. Uh, I don't see too many people like hanging out or anything. I see uh, the kids down there shooting balls sometimes. And uh, I ride by on my bike and I'll be telling them, you know, uh, I'm gonna come and uh, shoot ball with y'all and see what you young guys got, you know. But other than that, it seems real peaceful, you know. It's not no uh, bad area or anything like that. You know, it's real cool around here as far as I'm concerned. What, what does it take to encourage you to check out a park that you wouldn't normally go to? Um, what I normally go to, I, I go to all the parks around the city of St. Louis, you know. That's just me, you know. Uh, I like being in the park, you know. Uh, any park on the north side, south side, you know, uh, I go through. I make it my business to go through them every now and again. And that was Laura Hamden, who's reporting from uh, Trojan Park in Wellston. We're going to open the phone lines today to talk about all the local parks you love. But first, we wanted to get the scoop on how Trojan Park came to be and what's made it such a big success. And my guest today was a big part of that. Chip Crawford is a landscape architect and managing director of the Lamar Johnson Collaborative here in St. Louis. And he served as the design lead on Trojan Park. So, Chip, welcome to the show. Thanks, sir. Great. Glad to be here. So this park was a true partnership. There were so many people involved with its creation. I understand it all started with Great Rivers Greenway. That's the regional parks and trails district. How, how did it end up getting started with them? Well, Great Rivers Greenway is an organization that has been developing greenways all around our region, and we've been fortunate to work with them for many years. And we're working on the St. Vincent Greenway at the time, which goes through this area. And Susan Trotman, the executive director also had connections and was involved with NRPA, the National uh, Recreation and Park Association. And every year they have a convention, and at the location of the convention, they have this great program, Parks Build Communities, Hmm. which focuses on usually a refurbishing of a park. Uh, They hadn't done a new park from scratch yet, so this was a first for them. But they try to go into the city and find a region and a park that needs to be refurbished in an area that can help the most. And then they have vendors supply uh, and contribute lots of things and fix those parks up Hmm. as part of their convention, and they celebrate that. So in 2016, that convention was here in St. Louis. And so a year before that, we started working with that. Susan called me and said, hey, got this great opportunity. She had always been looking at this particular location along the St. Vincent Greenway as an opportunity to do something in a community that really could benefit from it Mm -hmm. in Wellston. And really, that's how it started. She came, asked us if we would help participate. We said yes. We jumped on it. So did a number of other firms. uh, And it was just a great collaboration to make it happen. Hmm. So they got it started. And I understand um, then St. Louis County Parks, which doesn't technically own it, they committed to doing some maintenance along with Wellston after it was done. Just everybody really came together on this. But it it feels like the design part of these things is is hard sometimes. This is just 1.7 acres. How did you decide what goes into that space? Well, there's a lot of thought that goes into the makeup of a park 
and all parks sort of come to their being in different ways. This one was previously a residential area, hmm. uh, so, you know, it was a vacant lot, basically. So there wasn't any really descriptive natural feature there like you might find at some other parks mm-hmm. uh, in the region. So we had to basically create that. And, of course, the other complication of this particular kind of design for a park is that so many people, you know, incredibly generous people offer to donate things. And so the donation of all those things don't always come together, you know, easily or perfectly. And so creating a sort of design that could absorb all these incredible generous donations of play equipment, music equipment, sports equipment, you know, water fountains, splash pads, you know, all the great things that are at Trojan Park. Um, that was really the biggest design challenge. And so coming up with a way to tie it all together uh, into a comprehensive place was the challenge. And do you do talking to the community um, and when you're sort of in that design stage where they're weighing in on, on what they want? Or is this a case where people don't even know what they want until after it, it's been uh, designed? Well, GRG and Beyond Housing, another partner in this effort, have a great program uh, when they go in to engage with communities, and they start by asking uh, before they align and act. And so there was a probably a year of prep before the actual opening mm. where we met with, you know, the mayor, the community, uh, Wellston ambassadors played a big role, and really talked to them about what were the kinds of things that they needed. And so, yeah, there was definitely an outreach to the community. So some of the people that Lara talked to when she visited, they specifically brought up the idea that this park feels safe to them. And Wellston has had some struggles with crime. So what can you do as a designer to keep a park feeling safe? Well, first, I think we're all learning now that being safe and feeling safe um, can mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And what might be safe to you or I might not be safe to somebody else. And so... You know, there's the basic things that you do about the materiality and the lighting and, and you know, being sure that, that play equipments and locations where people aren't running into each other. There's those basic things. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this idea of what makes it welcoming for people and, and, and what might make them feel like this is for them. And, and that plays into the equation of safety. Mm-hmm. So put this in perspective for us. Um, Urban Land Institute, they're obviously a pretty big deal within your world. How big a deal is it that this little park won this particular award? It's hard to even imagine that this little park would normally win an award like this. This usually goes, well, first off, it's international. Hmm. I think there were 50 or 60 submittals all the way from Moscow to Hong Kong. Uh, so it's a huge geographic reach of parks that you're competing with. Also, it's a lot of super-funded parks, you know, parks that go might be hundreds of millions of dollars, and this one was $2 million. <laughs> That's a um, big so, uh, discrepancy there between those amounts. Yeah, so it, it's really fighting over its weight, so to speak. And, and just I couldn't be more proud and happy for the people of Wellston and for everyone who spent time and contributed to the outcome here uh, to get this recognition. I think it also really proves that you know, any community can do something. And what's been interesting to me is this idea that we usually build communities and communities build parks. But this is about a park enabling a community. So Mm -hmm. it kind of flips the equation, which I think is really fascinating. It's fascinating and it's so exciting. And and the proof is in those voices that we heard from earlier in the segment. That's got to feel so good to hear those kids just talking about how much they love this park. Yeah, and we're not far from there, so we go by there a lot. We we have little get-togethers there every now and then, and it's amazing how many people have come together to use that park. 
We're talking today to Chip Crawford. He's a landscape architect with the Lamar Johnson Collaborative. He helped make Trojan Park a reality in Wellston. It just won a huge award. Um, We're going to take a quick break here. But before we do that, I want to let you know we're going to be opening up our phone lines. And we want to know what's your go-to park in the St. Louis region and why. We're particularly looking for some hidden gems. You can call us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air or you can email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. We're going to take that break, but we'll be back here in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. Welcome back. We're talking about parks with Chip Crawford of the Lamar Johnson Collaborative. He's a landscape architect and was part of the team that worked on Wellston's Trojan Park, which just won a big national award, a park that punches well above its weight. Um, We wanted to hear about your go-to parks, and we asked on our Facebook page, our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, for voicemails with your top picks. And our listener, Debbie, who lives in Richmond Heights, left us a message describing her two favorites. She started by praising Forest Park. Obviously, it just has so many amenities, and it's just beautiful, and it's actually larger than um, Central Park in New York, which I don't know if a lot of St. Louisans know that, and it's the lungs of our of our um, area, and it's just a beautiful place and has so much history. And Debbie said she's also become really fond of Tower Grove Park. It's a beautiful park as well. It's, it's also quite large, has so many historical aspects to it, and amenities and it's just a really beautiful place but I've been going there more because I've recently started working at the Wilder Kids Urban Forest School and we take the children there to uh, you know for urban forest class uh, where we you know get them more exposed to nature and you know wildlife and plant life and all the natural aspects that are right there even in the middle of the quote-unquote concrete jungle. And that is our listener, Debbie. We also heard from Eric, who lives in Oakville, Illinois. It's in Washington County. And he offered this rave. But we've spent a lot of time at Carlisle Lake uh, this year, not boating as a lot of people do, but just enjoying the park, picnicking, walking, cycling, a um, little beach time for the kids. And it's uh, a lot of people there, but you can still keep your distance because it's such a big place. And that is Eric, who's recommending the Carlisle Lake Reservoir. That's in Clinton County, Illinois. Um, Chip, it feels like people are maybe more interested in getting out beyond their own neighborhood these days due to the pandemic. Visiting a park, um, this is this is something you can do where you're not necessarily going to come in contact with a ton of, of germs and be stuck indoors. You think uh, people are getting more adventurous because of the conditions we're living in? Yeah, especially now when they're looking for something to do and, and a way to get away from people and still have some interaction. I think, you know, there's a natural connection to nature. And so most people try to find that, whether that's in an organized park or even in just general open space. We uh, Definitely a trend. 
We asked our listeners for their hidden gems, um, and we he- we heard from a number of them on Twitter. Um, Valerie says, I think it's cool to walk around the top of the water reservoir at Compton Hill Park. Great views, and it's a pretty wide path. It's a good spot for sledding in winter, too. Maggie says, admittedly not hidden, but I've logged a lot of miles at Francis Park. And bonus, you can see messages like Black Lives Matter and Pray for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Those are frequent sightings. Richard says, the wonderful arch grounds are hiding in plain sight. Um, you know, it's interesting, though. We asked listeners for their hidden gems. We also heard from many people who didn't want to share theirs. They're worried that these parks will get overrun if we tell people about them. Is that a valid fear in the St. Louis region? Do we have enough parks to go around? You know, actually, I think we're really fortunate. And there's an organization, the Trust for Public Land, that actually partners with NRPA and the Urban Land Institute, coincidentally. And they develop what's called a park score. Hmm. And so they have certain criteria that they measure uh, the success of parks, connectivity, other you know activities, investment, other things like that. And St. Louis is actually 13th in the country. Wow. So we actually are, we're actually in a pretty good place. I think the quality and the character of each of the parks and each of the neighborhoods varies a little bit and, and could use some work. But I think overall, we're in pretty good shape that way. Mm-hmm. And of course, GRG connecting all these parks with greenways uh, adds a whole nother kind of experience. Yeah, that's so exciting to see their work they're doing. And um, man, once some of these greenways get connected, this this city's going to be so much better than it is even number 13 today in the country. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Greg is calling from St. Louis. Um, Greg, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for joining us. What's your uh, hidden gem park? My hidden gem park is Kinnaman Park in Jennings. And and what about it do you like so much? I mean, they got a lavish waterfall, and they got a nice lake to fish, and um, they got a 20, but it's not 24-hour staff maintenance, but uh, they have maintenance staff as long as the park is open. It's super clean, air-conditioned bathrooms. Uh, They got nice uh, play area for the kids, nice gazebo for picnics. I mean, nice walking trails, just a really nice park. Greg, thank you so much for that, Rave. That's for Kenneman Park. I might be mispronouncing that um, in Jennings. Um, and we also heard on Twitter, Alicia writes, she loves Klondike Park in Augusta. She says it's an old quarry, old quarry with a lake and bike trails. Jamie writes on Twitter, Centennial Park in what I guess is technically Swansea, Illinois. It's a narrow strip of primordial forest tucked into the middle of the suburbs. Lakes, trees, and a central creek transport you to another world. Um, chip that idea of being transported to another world. How important is that when, you know, we're all locked up and and, uh, needing our dose of nature? Well, you know, there's a whole group that's been studying something called NDD, which is nature deficit disorder. Everyone is familiar with the terms, you know, ADD and all those sorts of things. But NDD is the concept that people have and need a connection to nature. And it's, it's interesting. They actually publish a sort of a pyramid that basically talks about how often you should be outdoors at your neighborhood park versus how often it might make sense to be at a regional park, a national park, or even seeing one of those wonders of the world kind of parks. Hmm. So they're encouraging you kind of need a mix of, uh, of all of them. You can't just count on, say, a, a small city park. You need to get out there in the forest. Well, and each one brings it to a new level. And, of course, as much time as everyone spends uh, at computer screens, and especially in, through the pandemic, I think it's even more important. Chip, do you have a go-to park yourself? 
You know, I like the connection between the parks, but Forest Park is definitely a gem. We had the privilege of working there on the restoration of the Grand Basin and the design of the Post-Dispatch Lake. And, you know, that's become a go-to spot for photographs. And just my wife and I go there quite a bit. And it's one of our special places to roll out a table and a tablecloth and have a candlelight little dinner along the lake. Yeah, you just can't go wrong with Forest Park. As much as it's the obvious answer, there's a reason it's the obvious answer. It's that good. Um, We heard about one more um, gem I want to get in and and add for here. This is a tweet from Lauren who says, Oak Knoll Park. It's a pond with turtles, ducks, and fish, and tons of trees perfect for hammocks. And the best part is that the playground is wonderful and fully fenced, so you can actually talk with other parents while the kids run around. Though, sadly, it's been locked since March. So that's one more testimonial there. And Chip Crawford, uh, Managing Director of the Lamar Johnson Collaborative. I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing your park's insight. No, my pleasure. Super proud of Trojan Park and everyone who contributed it, and the community of Wellston should be too. Yeah, and congratulations on that big award. That's such a high honor. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org. Or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hempel and Lara Hamden, with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury, and the executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.